Hey friends, it's Awkwardly Random with Cynthia and Michelle, where we talk about random topics. Anything and everything awkward is on the table, so let's dive right in. Welcome back, y'all. Hi, welcome back to Awkwardly Random with Cynthia and Michelle. Now, we are in episode 20. 20. (laughs) I don't even know how to process that. But we're back, y'all. We're good. We're good. Yeah. We are good. We are back. Um, Another week, another podcast episode. Last week was, we were angry pretty much the whole time. So Yeah, rightfully so, rightfully so. Rightfully rightfully so, correct. Uh, But this week, it'll be a little bit more lighthearted. It'll be nice and fun. You're going to get to learn Mm -hmm. more about Michelle and... Not me. Not me. Or my dog. Well, both. Both. My puppy. Yeah, we're going to talk about your puppy. But before that, how are you doing? Oh my goodness. I I feel like that's a loaded question sometimes. Yeah, I'm just like, I I, I could answer this so many ways. Yeah. Um, I could be truthful or, or I could just be surface level, but I am doing okay. I... I'm getting back into the swing of things of working full time. And right now I'm working from home after quarantine uh, since I did come back to New York. So that's been an experience in itself. I mean, it's fine. It's fun. I like being back at work, um, mm-hmm. you know, talking to my clients. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. I It's just the adjustment. It's just the adjustment and getting into the swing of things, basically. So overall it's good i can't complain about yeah. anything besides feeling lonely and like yeah yeah just the whole like not having so much human interaction is getting a little bit to me but i'll be fine i'll be done quarantining soon so i'll be good what about you how are you i'm glad that you have your puppy with you at least yeah yeah she's That's helping. good yeah um but yeah no i've been good i have also i've been really busy with work i said this last time i think but my caseload has like increased pretty significantly so yeah now i'm like feeling more drained from like having multiple sessions in a day Mm -hmm. so yeah i've just been busy with that and continuing to play the drums i don't know i've just been chilling i don't really have like any big news or updates so which is also kind of nice yeah that it, it's just been chill working making money chilling that's good yeah pretty much i've been trying to keep up with the with the trial for derek i don't know how to say his last name chauvin Sh- chauvin 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 the chauvin derek chauvin yeah yeah chauvin. i've been uh, watching it while i'm working yeah you've been watching it live yeah watching it live they are currently okay. uh, we're recording on the third day which is a wednesday of the jury selection mm-hmm. Um, so that's called like voir dire or whatever um, and just basically questioning uh, whether a person person um, can be fair and impartial whatever that means you know because everybody has their own biases and I have my right. own opinion about jury selection yeah but it's just interesting to see it for this type of case for this magnitude mm-hmm. and I am interested to see what the arguments are going to be later on this month and you know, hopefully there is some justice for George Floyd. But yeah. yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I haven't been able to like see it live, but I've been trying to like read about it and try to keep up. And I know that they're I think they're up to five jurors right now as of today. Today's a Wednesday, March. 10th. Yeah, I think so. And then 
I think they're still going to be adding more, right? Yeah, they 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 have to get I forgot how much, but how many, but There's a they, certain number. they still have to do more. I think it's 12, yeah, 12 jurors. 12. Okay. Um, and, and then the opening statements will start end of March. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I've been trying to do that. And yeah, like you said, hopefully we get that justice for, for George Floyd. Um, yeah, so I'm glad we're all doing well. I hope y'all, the listeners, are doing well. Yeah, we hope you're doing good. Well, yeah. good, great. Excellent. Everything. Excellent. Like, great. We don't want you to be doing bad, but if you are, it's okay if you aren't. Yes. We feel you. And hopefully this episode It'll be makes okay. you feel better. Yeah. Hopefully hope, this is yeah, like a nice pick me up. Good yes yeah we're so, here for you <clears throat> we are here for y'all really like truly we are we actually like we mean it when we say that to our we five are, followers we love you five followers <laughs> the five dedicated <laughs> ones we know who you are shout Thank out you. to y'all uh but for real shout out to everybody who has listened in the past no, yeah. and who continues to listen and and shares <laughs> our podcast and subscribes and give you know we always say rate us, but for real, rate, rate us. us yeah, really I think helps. only, yeah, please rate us. Yeah. Five stars. Really helpful. Um, so before we get into the main topic of mm-hmm. Michelle's puppy, um, <laughs> we wanted to do some follow ups really quick about what we talked about last week with the Bachelor racism controversy and the Framing mm-hmm. Britney Spears documentary. Which one do you want to target first, Michelle? Chris Harrison or Brittany? <sighs> Let's do Chris Harrison. Okay. So, um, as we mentioned in a previous episode, Chris Harrison shared that he is stepping down from the Bachelor franchise. Not forever. I think just for like a period of time. I think he's actually, he's planning to come back. Yeah, I think it's just for the after the rose. I think he's coming yes. back after the show is over, though. For the final rose special, they're actually having, um, I, I say Emmanuel, it might be Emmanuel. I'm not sure how he pronounces it, but Emmanuel Acho, he's um, he's an author and a TV host, former NFL athlete. Um, he has this YouTube series called Uncomfortable Co- Conversations with the Black Man. Ooh, yes. Um, yeah. So that the host for that show is actually going to be the host for that, for the final rose special for The Bachelor. Yeah. I've heard him on like some talk show host before and he's really good. Yeah. Just in general as a person and as a like person to be on a show and, you know, mm-hmm. having those conversations with and right. Like not feeling bad about making people uncomfortable. Um, yep. So that'll be good. I will yeah. be tuning into that. Me too. And y'all can check out his series. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, that series, he, like I think the objective, the objective there is he's trying to allow space for these uncomfortable conversations to be had, specifically conversations that make uh, white people uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. he, he like opens up that space and has those conversations. So yeah, check it out. It's on YouTube. But yes, yeah, so he will be hosting the final role special and then Chris will be back after that, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. But also, I wanted to talk about the interview that he did with Michael Strand, the co-host of Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle, you sent me the interview. I hadn't seen it until you sent it to me. Oh, yeah. Chris Harrison on Good, Mor- Good Morning America. Yeah. Yep. And unfortunately, we didn't. I, well, I didn't get to see like the full. I don't even think they have it out like the full unedited. Just like this is what he said. Mm-hmm. I just saw like the edited version of it. 
And to me, it sounded very rehearsed. Yeah. Um, I think I saw in the comments there that he kept looking to the side and it yeah. seemed like he was reading something. Yeah, it, it did. I get it. You want to take some note. I want to like remember what you want to say and all that. But at the same time, like he was saying that he, okay, he was saying that he owns owns up to his mistakes of him defending Rachel Kirkinell's actions. But mm-hmm. he also said that what he said doesn't reflect who he is as a person and what he stands for, right? And I lies. call that BS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, lies. <sighs> I call that BS because that that conversation that he had with Rachel on Extra TV or whatever, he, like you said, Michelle, he was passionate. Like, he was speaking from his heart, like, from his chest. He was so from sure everything. about what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. how is that not, how was that not you? Yeah, I you think, know? yeah, I think it's just such a regular PR move Yeah, of him to have this statement ready. And it was so surface level, too. Like, it mm-hmm. was just, like, very general and, like, I'm sorry and, like, I'm going to do better. And, like, he said that he apologized to Rachel um, after he was questioned but hasn't had a conversation with her since then. So um yeah that was i had an issue with that and additionally like he was like oh i want to come back um he said that in his apology um yeah obviously he still wants to be part of the franchise right um i don't know and like i said very surface level he didn't actually say how he was going to make change or be better it was just like i'm going to be better but right um yeah, it's it was just very it's just a PR move to me. He wants to yeah. he just wants this to uh he just wants to apologize Safe and move face. forward and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I wish I could have seen like the full thing because I w- I'm wondering if Michael Strand the guy that was interviewing him like pushed a little bit. It seemed like he was just kind of like taking in whatever he was saying. Yeah, it didn't seem like he pushed him at all and that's right. what bothered me too. So I'm one like I'm curious like what did that whole conversation look like? Did he even did he push? You know like it would have yeah, been I, I would have loved to see that. But yeah, I agree with you. It was very surface level, um, very superficial. It was just like what can I say to make me look okay, so I can come mm-hmm. back, <laughs> right? So yeah, and if and if he does come back, like there's just no accountability for him, right. and just shows how like this show has so much more to grow and to change in general and yeah Yeah. it sucks i mean i would as a person of color would not ever go on that show if Mm -hmm. nothing changes right yeah i mean obviously i wouldn't because you know i have a boyfriend but (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying as a person of color yeah yeah, no, there, there needs to be, like, more systemic change within also the network and the franchise itself and, like, all of it. It's not just Chris. Um, but Chris is the face of the franchise. So it it does what he says and does, in a way, does reflect what the Bachelor Nation or what, like, the franchise is about. Yeah. And the, pro- and the problems that it has. So, yeah, take them out. Take them out. We don't need them. I agree. I think it's time for a new host yeah change is good okay all right let's move on i can't talk about him anymore 
Moving on to Britney Spears. So clarification, she is not Spears. in the mental health. Yeah, she is not in the mental health facility anymore. She was only in there for like a month in April of 2019. So just want to provide that clarification and that correction. Yep. She's uh, in her mansion that we see on Instagram. And people are like, mansion. she's trapped in there, which, you know, maybe she is. We, we don't know. But the, all of her posts are coming from that location. So mm-hmm. I think it would be safe to assume that. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't really checked her Instagram. But yeah, that's what I was seeing, too, when I was watching the documentary. I also read that she that Britney's dad's lawyer said that Britney is able to request to end the conservatorship, but hasn't. But then I also read that she wants her father removed as the sole conservator. So I'm yeah. hearing like a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I'm not really sure what exactly is happening. But yeah. if she wants to end it or if she wants her father at least to just not be the conservator, then I think she should be allowed that. Yeah. So i think in the documentary they were focusing on how she was trying to change it so her father is not the conservator yeah um and the judge in the documentary was saying how for now they're not going to decide that but Mm -hmm. she it, it, it made it seem like there was an opening or a way that they that might happen in the future yeah but you know we never know i don't know she's been in this conservatorship for like over 12 years and it's just now being recently like more talked more talked about i guess it's in the spotlight now since the documentary came out so like all this time that i don't know like it's we haven't really heard much from britney herself or you know probably for various reasons so there's a lot of room for speculation so i just want to be clear that i don't know the details same (laughs) and we're just going by i'm just i'm just going by like what i've been doing reading and like the research that i've done so yeah same like I said, hopefully she gets um, what she needs and is requesting for and she gets her voice heard and that she gets her autonomy back. Okay, y'all, let's get into the real business today. We're going to talk about your puppy. I know. So we hope that this just brings some light in for people who want to get a dog or are thinking yes. about getting a puppy or have one and just want to hear about my story. <laughs> And my mm-hmm. and our experiences and my experiences with my dog, yeah. Um, but yeah, it should be it should be good. It's gonna be a yeah. light episode, but it'll, be, it'll fun. be it'll be fun. Yeah, I myself am not a pet owner, and I have never been a pet owner really. So I understand that there's a lot of things that come with being a pet owner that you don't really think about unless you're going through that experience. <sighs> so you know, I want to learn from you, like what your experience is like. What is the process when it what, it, what does your process look like when you are looking for a dog and what and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah. But before that, tell us your puppy's name and how long have you had her? So her name is Mia. She is yeah. a cockapoo, which is a combination of a cocker spaniel and a mini poodle. And I got her mid-January, I believe, or late January around that time. I can't remember the date. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had her for less than four months from january it's been like yeah like two months right from january like two to months here. and a half probably yeah um so i haven't had her for that long mm-hmm. and yeah before her what was what is your experience with pets or dogs in general 
Aw, yeah, I um. Okay, so this is hilarious. <laughs> My experience with pets. Okay, so let um, us know. Let me just go from like most recent to least recent. So okay, uh, I think it was about two years ago. Um two and a half years ago like my our dog chispita who was a golden doodle she passed away we had her for 13 years well we had to put her to um put her down because she was just having a lot of um health issues because she was like a huge dog and then also just in general like medically um she was not gonna get better so we had to make that decision to put her down and that was really sad for our family because I've had her we had her since I was I mean for 13 years I was in middle school when we got her so I basically grew up with her yeah and even now I still kind of I still have dreams about her guiding me through places it's so weird maybe we should talk about dreams another time but I have really vivid dreams and so sometimes she's a, she has appeared in them. And in general, she was such a good dog and was always, I don't know. I feel like people who have dogs may relate, but there's just this like unspoken bond and like love when you have a dog and they kind of know you. Um, yeah. So there really was a special. lot of times when I felt a certain way and she kind of knew and she would like be there for me or like she would sleep in my bed or mm-hmm. she would sleep in my sister's bed so she was just an amazing dog so that was sad and then yeah. after that there was like a few months that had passed and we wanted another dog like a family dog so mm-hmm. she's that was our family dog and we wanted another family dog for our, our house in milwaukee where my family is and so we were looking and um we decided to get a german shepherd um so we have one or my family has one now in milwaukee her name is nala she's a german shepherd um we got a german shepherd well we wanted some sort of big dog because Mm -hmm. we as a family love big dogs so it was either between like a german shepherd a doberman a rottweiler or a husky um and we just liked those type of dogs i know they may be intimidating to some people um but i mean we we just love dogs like that so we got her two years ago i believe and i was there in milwaukee during the summer i had a job there during my break from law school during the summer so i was able to be there to train her and to um be with her and mm-hmm. i mean it's a lot of work but it was fun it was a good process and she's still over there and she's such a really good dog yeah. um and very sweet and very playful so we have her nala the german shepherd and she also has an instagram if you want to go follow her it's <laughs> nala la mala and my sister and my mom run her page we'll tag uh, her so t- i'm a tagger yeah yeah and um yeah and then before then i we didn't really have any pets besides like birds when we had when we lived oh, in nice. california oh yeah and we did have a dog at least my uncle had a dog when we lived in california and i think it was a doberman but nice. that dog was scary <laughs> um like scary i had a traumatic experience with that dog just because it wasn't very trained well and 
I don't know whatever happened to that dog. I was just very little. I was like three years old, but mm-hmm. I remember I was very scared of it. Other than that, I that was my experience. And I'm very happy that like my mom and our uncle let us have dogs in the house because they they're from Mexico and over there, there's like a lot of street dogs. And so they mm-hmm. had their own dogs that they kept out in the street. I don't know how it works. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't raised in Mexico, but they, my mom would tell me how, like, she had their own dogs and she would care for the dogs, like, give them food, but they would have mm-hmm. to sleep outside. Yeah. Um, but she still felt like they were her dogs, even though, like, they didn't sleep in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's their experience. And my grandma, she had to learn that... You know, the dogs here, they stay in the house and like right. they, they eat like, yeah, it's very different. Uh, but my grandma loves, loves, she loved Chispita. Like mm-hmm. Chispita and her were like best friends. And now like she really appreciates having Nala in the house because Nala can tell like, I don't know, dogs have like this weird instinct of like when things are right, when things are wrong. Mm-hmm. And so it's always nice to have, even if like someone is working or my grandma's home alone, like she'll have Nala there. Mm-hmm. um to like kind of look out for her yeah but yeah what about you what is i know you haven't had any experiences with pets is that a, is there a reason why like yeah so yeah it was just something that i just never grew up with but mm-hmm. it's interesting because like hearing you speak about your family in mexico and like how it was like over there is very similar to what i heard and what i've seen mm-hmm. um there's a lot of there's a lot of dogs just like out on the streets yeah. Some of them have owners, some of them don't. A lot of them don't. Um, yeah. You know, my, my mom, as a child, she had a traumatic experience with the dog. And so, you know, it's a little bit harder for her to have a dog in the home. You know, I think some of that fear is still there. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, so yeah. So we just didn't grow, grow up with, I didn't grow up with any, any dogs or pets. Um, but I always liked them. Like I was never scared of them or anything. And it was almost like I was indifferent. Like I didn't really feel the need or want to have one. It would have been mm-hmm. nice, but yeah. it wasn't like I was begging my, my parents to let me have one. Right. But yeah. I did enjoy interacting with like my friends' dogs or like my family, other family members' dogs. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it, I just had to share really quick. Like when you were talking about how like your, your mom would kind of like feed some of the dogs like from the mm-hmm. street they would sleep outside but it would she would feel like it was her dog yeah uh, it made me think of my aunt my tia she has like this knack for just like caring for people and for animals and she will like th- she will find dogs like, she's in mexico yeah and there's like dogs and like birds and like all these animals outside they're just like street animals i guess yeah. they don't really have an owner or a home and and she would like she would heal them like if a dog was like limping she would like care for it and treat treat the dog and like feed it and like care for it for a few days and like let it you know let it go once it was like healed and ready to like was able to like walk on on his or her own right so it was just like really i just brought that memory to me and just like you like it's so true like in mexico they're just kind of like outside you know and like so but the kind of like the community cares for them and yeah. they feed them and all these things and it you do feel like it, they're part of your family like they're your pets 
when they're yeah. really not but yeah <laughs> you treat them as such so i don't know i mm-hmm. thought that was really special i was i was like yeah i can i can relate to that mm-hmm. um back to that my experience yeah i have no experience that's yeah. all i'm gonna say i have a funny <laughs> story i have a funny story of me and my younger sister um jackie where um we had like i don't know if it's traumatic i think that's not the right word for it but it's just like this scary experience with not a big dog but a tiny little dog like a fluffy little dog (laughs) (laughs) so it's just hilarious um if jackie is listening to this she's gonna crack up okay so we were in middle school (laughs) and we lived pretty much across the street street from our middle school in milwaukee on the south side and um i remember we were coming back home and this dog escaped its like backyard and it literally started chasing us and like barking and like if you ever like see a dog and they like take out their teeth and by like take out their teeth i mean like pull up their upper lip and like you can see like them growling and like kind of snapping at you so that's That's what this dog was doing this tiny dog and we were like in middle school okay um and she was just coming at us i don't know if it's a she but this dog was just coming at us Mm -hmm. and i remember we were like scared so like screaming like screaming like running home and (laughs) jackie was in charge of opening the door and at that time we didn't have like keys to our place um but my grandma was at home and so i remember jackie running up the stairs and not and i had to keep watch to like if the dog would come i would have to kick it so um so i legit was like standing in our backyard like looking like with my hands out just like looking back and forth like seeing if the dog would come into the backyard and my sister like i saw her running up the stairs and like banging on the door Gosh. and i remember her saying Abre la puerta! like open the door like just banging banging because we were scared we were getting like like bitten by this dog yeah and it was funny <laughs> it's that's just like that that memory will always stay in my mind because it was just so hilarious now just thinking back at it y'all had like a plan like did you come up with this plan as you were running yeah i came up with i told her i was like you open the door i'll keep watch to like to see if the dog comes as you're running from the dog yeah i can just picture y'all coming up with this elaborate plan as you're running like okay you do this and i'm gonna wait and i'll kick it if i have to like i can yeah. i can so easily picture that it's yeah so i was i was ready to kick that dog yeah not funny but funny not funny yeah i'm not saying like hurt hurt the dog but i'm just right, saying like right. when it comes to like your safety you should be safe yeah yeah that's good that you that didn't like traumatize you and like have you know it didn't instill this deep fear around dogs because that does happen to people so okay now that you have mia what is it like to have a puppy what is your experience what has it what has it been like these past few months for you it's a lot of work it sounds like a lot of work yeah it's just been a lot of work it's more about um having a routine and training her and um like getting to know her personality mia has joined us by the way mia has made her appearance you got anything to say mia she's looking the mic you got anything to say she's like looking around like what's happening here how would you how would you describe mia to people who don't know her like what is describe her personality to us 
Um, she is playful, energetic, and very smart. Like so smart. Like sometimes, like sometimes she likes to mess with me. Um, just <laughs> what I'm saying is like dogs can pick up on patterns so she knows like if Mm. i do this like if i grab a toilet paper and i know she's gonna come chasing me so she will like right do that or um yeah she picks up on my habits and my like patterns and my routine which makes sense and she is just very attentive too like and she's a dog like she has good list like she listens very well like with things not just with me but things happening outside the apartment that's why she's barking all the time mm-hmm. um and yeah she likes to watch me cook too oh really oh um, yeah that's cute yeah and she takes a lot of naps too which is good but um yeah overall she's she's a good dog she has a good mm-hmm. personality but um uh, yeah i need to do more training with her okay she's she's doing good so far she has like about five tricks down i would say but i want her to do more yeah and she's a puppy right she's still growing and learning oh Um, yeah she has a lot more to learn the the thing about her being so smart and picking up on things i know like you had described that she'll like she knows how to like get you right in certain ways yeah so i know that can be stressful at the same time that's a big strength because yeah then you can establish those routines with her um yeah and she she picks up on things pretty quickly so Mm -hmm. uh yeah she's just a smarty pants um what made you decide to get her like what made you decide that what was that moment like when you were like okay i want a puppy and i'm gonna start looking for one yeah that was a while ago i think i was looking for dogs in 2020 uh, in like january of 2020 that's when Mm -hmm. i was like i want a dog like i want like i want my actual dog just because there's a difference between having having a family dog and then your own dog and i just like the responsibility of it which may sound weird to some people um but i like having that sense of responsibility over something that's not myself like wow. I like taking care of something and yeah. that would be a puppy. Maybe I could have gone for something easier like a cat or like a fish or something else, <laughs> but I decided a puppy. Um and also just because I like the company and yeah, the loyalty that comes with having a dog. That's mm-hmm. I think it's pretty it's different than any other do- any other animal. Um mm-hmm. that sense of loyalty and like I don't know if I like unconditional love is the right way to put it, but like when it comes to having a dog, I feel like you could do anything or anything can happen, but that dog will still love you at the end of the day. You know what yeah. I mean? Not to get deep, but um, hashtag loyal. Yeah, hashtag loyalty <laughs> for real. But oh, yeah, that that, that was why, and yeah. Um, for the listeners, y'all, just so you know, every time that Michelle and I Facetimed. Every, and I and I kid you not, every single time she'd be like, I want to get a dog. I want a puppy. I want a dog. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you went on for a while and I was like, oh, she really does. Because she like, you kept bringing it up. Um, and I was like, oh, she's. And I had I had a feeling that you were going to get one sooner rather than later. Yeah. And what was interesting to me is that you got one as you were preparing for the bar. You know, like you already had this stress on your shoulders yeah and to get a dog which is can also be stressful and is a lot of work 
you know yes. i i am in awe that you made that decision to get the to have a puppy during that time in your life yeah you know? i think yeah i think for me it was more of like there is this big thing that's happening in my life that requires so much attention but i also mm -hmm. can't have this be the only thing in my life yeah that is taking up all my attention and like so for me it was easy to um have that break having mia um in this stress oh my gosh i don't know why she's freaking out right now um in this stressful time um no yeah because you well you were studying like like seven hours a day every single day you know and so like when your energy is going only to that like do you feel like it almost like grounded you having mia there having a yeah. puppy yeah, it definitely grounded me. It definitely made me feel better, too. Just, like, emotionally, like, yeah. her emotional support. I think she definitely helped me not be as stressed mm -hmm. as I would be. Mm -hmm. What was the process like um, as you were looking for a puppy? You know, where did you look? Did, you know, did it take a lot of, a long time for you to find your puppy? Describe that process for us. Yeah, it took a long time. Um... Well, I was first starting to look at, a, like, dog adoption organizations first mm -hmm. because I wanted to adopt a dog just because there's a lot of dogs who don't have homes and that do need homes. Um, so were you looking in New York? No, I was looking in Minnesota. I was looking in 2020, That's like right. early 2020. Like, oh, so you hadn't even moved here yet no yeah i hadn't okay. moved here uh, but it. then i was like that's not a smart idea to get it when i know i'm <laughs> gonna move to new york so let me just wait till i'm in new york Got so it. it wasn't until september when i uh moved here and started looking in new york um and i looked at adoption uh, not agencies <laughs> adoption <laughs> organizations <laughs> oh my gosh you um, gonna adopt a baby no hell no and <laughs> no offense uh i just not ready for that so looked for that looked into a lot of them i had actually applied to a lot of applications for certain dogs that i saw that i liked and every time i applied i was told that i wasn't a good fit but wasn't told why hmm. um so i got rejected every single time i applied and so I was like, well, this isn't going to happen here. And so, yeah, it wasn't until I went to Milwaukee and was like, oh, there, like, there's um, dogs over here, too. So maybe I can get one here and it'll yeah. maybe be easier. So I did. Okay. This is a very straightforward yes or no right now. Um, in your experience, are puppies expensive? Yes, they are. In your experience, what's the most expensive thing? Is it like just the when you got her? Was it the vet? Was it like getting her crate and all her things? What is it that makes it so expensive? Um, I would say getting her and the doctor. Like she has to get vaccines. So mm. depending on where you get your dog, you can either go um, to like a reputable breeder or you can go through an adoption dog adoption organization and they have fees too so mm -hmm. in milwaukee it's a lot cheaper or affordable i would say to get a dog in general versus like new york 
not yeah. just in terms of like breeders but also adoption organizations because okay. in new york they were like it ranged so it could you could either pay like 300 or 500 for a dog depending mm-hmm. on the size and like the breed or estimate of breed or mm-hmm. like some some dogs if they're like um non-shed and small you'd you would pay like a thousand from an adoption organization which is a lot of money in general which is is. what you would pay to like if you would want to get it from a breeder um so that was another option so in general just getting a dog could be pricey um either if you choose to go the adoption route or the breeder route it's still Mm -hmm. a lot of money in my opinion and then after that, um, depending on what age you get your dog, you ha- you want to set up that dog with a veterinarian and make sure that it's up to date with its vaccinations because it does need vaccines um, so it doesn't get sick. Um, I forgot what it's called. Like there's d- different things that puppies are more prone to getting if they don't get vaccinated. And... Um, yeah, just you have to take your dog and make sure that your dog is healthy. Do you have to take them for vaccines throughout the span of their lifetime? Or is it just like a, a few vaccines, one and done, and then they're good for the rest of their life? Um, I'm not a vet, but from my experience with my dog and from Nala that I remember, um, there's a period of like the first six months where they're they're at their most like vulnerable because they are puppies Mm. and so Mm -hmm. you have to get them vaccinated at least once a month for those four four months or five months i can't remember exactly the time frame but um there's certain vaccines that they need to have um also tip um the person where you're the person or the organization or the breeder that you're getting them from they need to have had like medical records for those dogs there are laws that like there are certain ages and certain months where you can you are allowed to sell a dog or you know either uh for adoption or breeders so make sure you look at those records and you have those records and make sure that they are vaccinated before they get to you and then usually you have to continue those vaccinations wherever you want um, and then after that, it's it's not that much expensive, in my opinion, when it comes to having a dogs. Once you know they're fully vaccinated, you know, just make sure they have like their um, their checkups. But other than that, the cost is not as much as if like you would get them initially, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I'm very ignorant to all of this, but I'm like just wondering. Do you pay for the vaccines like out of pocket each time? Is or is there like some kind of like insurance or, mm-hmm. or like, you know, like how does that get covered if you can't afford it? Yeah, we, well, there is insurance. Um, so you have to look into that. Um, okay. I want to get insurance for her, but certain insurance, certain insurances, is that the plural form of it? Certain insurances. insurance companies um include or don't include like regular checkups so like because they're like well you decided to have a dog so you have to be able to pay those out of pocket because that's what comes with having a dog Mm -hmm. so some companies insurance companies are, um, are set up in that way and then there's other insurance companies where they may cover part of it and you just pay like a copay of it so there are insurance companies 
out there in insurance for dogs so you i think it's a good investment and you should mm-hmm. get it just in case anything does happen in the future and you like your dog needs i don't know some procedure done surgery like you'll be covered um and there are free like quotas that you can get online um mm-hmm. which i've done so there are options okay. to do that you should ask your like if people if you get um health insurance through your um employer you can ask them if there is also dog insurance like insurance oh. for dogs for their health and my job actually has that so i was gonna this reminds me to email them that's cool i didn't know that that you could do it through your yeah, job too i mean benefits. depending on the job and whatnot but i didn't know mm-hmm. that was that was an option that that even existed wow so you already gave quite a few like really good tips what are some things that you would advise advise people like what are like something that you really would like people to know before they could become pet owners or like to people who are considering it you know what are your top top tips there top tips um just make sure the timing is right um just because there it takes a lot of time to get used to like to train the dog and not just like train it tricks but i mean like potty training Mm -hmm. it and um getting it scheduled down to eat and because they're puppies they go either like every hour or two hours to the bathroom sometimes i mean longer uh, as they get older they can hold their bladder for a longer mm-hmm. time but um and get their sleeping schedule right and crate training them and but luckily for me like mia wasn't too wasn't too bad like she um would like quickly slept through the night in her crate without crying now during the day it's a lot harder Mm -hmm. um so i would say yeah definitely make sure you have time where you can dedicate it to the dog to the puppy when you first get it Mm -hmm. um um second one second tip yeah just have money available like if anything comes up um make sure you do your research on wherever you're getting your dog either if it's like an adoption organization of dogs or um like a breeder like make sure you're getting your dog from the right place like uh, and that they're actually taking care of the dogs and taking them to the vet and um making sure that you know you do get a healthy puppy yeah um and then other than that um i would say those those are pretty pretty my pretty much my tips when you trained her for like being in the crate what is something like what are some like practical steps to take like do you just put her in there for a few minutes to start and then you increase the time as you go or like how did you do that or like with potty training for example too oh that's those are two different things yeah so um, whichever one um i'm still working on the crate during the day but at night she easily just sleeps on in the crate but um i learned from like just different youtubers mm-hmm. um that are like dog experts so i wa- have watched their videos um i learned from youtubers um from dog experts at, so they say but um so for the crate it's usually you have to make it like this fun safe space for the puppy Mm -hmm. so you have to make it comfortable you have to have some toys in there and like they suggest feeding the dog in there and like 
like just positive reinforcement um, in order for them to get comfortable and feel safe in that area. So that's right. something she's she feels at least for me as she can sleep there she's good with it but it's like during the day where I have to practice her being in there a little bit more because I will be working and going into the office so I won't be able to take her in to the office with me so she has to stay at home so that's something that I'm working on but when it comes to potty training um so Mia needs one more vaccine in order for her to be able to go on walks and Mm -hmm. all this stuff so I don't feel comfortable having her pee and poop outside um, because she still needs her last shot um, which will be in March Mm -hmm. so um, I don't want her to get sick so I haven't taken her out to go pee and poop here in New York but when I was at home um, in Milwaukee for those couple of months she I was able to take her outside and potty train her and get her on nice. routine so I know every time she has to poop and pee um so I was able to easily do that um just by taking her out and they eventually know like that they have to pee and poop outside yeah but it's just been difficult transitioning to this apartment where she has had to like do her business inside right um, so I'm just trying to make it the most comfortable that she can because it is a change of environment for her. Right. And um, yeah, that's been a little bit uh, difficult for me too. I just feel like it was a lot easier at my ho- at my mom's house mm-hmm. because we do have this big backyard where she can, you know, explore without f- like feeling like she's going to get sick because we know who has been in that backyard versus right. over here like it's gonna be on the sidewalk where there's like yeah there's like can be bacteria or illnesses that can affect her so yeah that's something that has been difficult in the transition but with positive reinforcement um she's gotten better tell me something you didn't expect like what is something that caught you by surprise after getting mia um something that caught me by surprise if anything just how difficult it could be to cut their nails oh yeah Um, i can imagine so like i like everybody like my mom and my sister i mean we've had dogs before so i knew like what it would be like but Mm -hmm. having like your own dog like my own dog like this dog like the only person responsible for this dog is me yeah so not knowing all of that um is like yeah the i would say it's very difficult to cut her nails like people can take them to the groomers um but no, she needs her vaccine in order to go right her last shot i mean and so you know i couldn't take her but when i took her to the vet they can trim their nails there um so yeah i i want to be able to, to i want to be a, i can't even talk well <laughs> i want to be able to trim her nails myself so that's something that i need to learn because um Although their nail nail is long, like their vein is part of their nail in a way, so you oh. can't cut too deep. Um, so you just have to be really careful, with, careful that. with that. Yeah, yeah, and also like just in general, like I knew going to the vet was gonna be pricey, mm-hmm. but like for these shots, like mm. the last time I took her to the vet, it was like two hundred and seven dollars for one shot for three shots and her nail trim dang yeah that 
that's a good chunk of change Mish. yeah yeah i mean yeah. i knew they were it was gonna be expensive but mm-hmm. and it and it varies too depending on the vet that you go to and yeah. like i know that certain places another tip that if you do get uh if you do adopt a dog there's certain places where you can get a discount because you adopted a dog you just need to like verify that you got it at a a certain organization and they'll right. reduce the price for like your visits yeah okay yeah yeah that uh, and i'm glad he pointed out too that like you should have money aside just in case for like emergencies and things like there's a lot there's a lot of expenses that come with getting a puppy or a dog it's not just the act of getting the dog yeah and yeah. you, you know you, um, you bought her toys and you buy her food and her crate right yeah her crate all of that so like keep it in mind up. y'all it does add up mm-hmm. i don't have a dog but i know this that it's expensive <laughs> yeah it's expensive but i feel like once they get older like you don't need to like buy another crate you don't need right. to buy more all these things so at the beginning it's hella expensive but mm-hmm. then it, i think it um evens out yeah yeah that's good to know too hopefully it puts um people at ease when they know when they hear that how do you feel in general about being a pet owner well, right now I'm in the beginning stages. It's a lot of work. I keep saying that because that's just how I feel. Um, Does it add stress or is it like, yes, it's a lot of work, but like you're enjoying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Like right now, like, so the people who don't know, we had to pause this recording yeah. because <laughs> Mia was just on yeah. a frenzy. Like I just, like sometimes that happens within the span of like 10 minutes where she's just like yeah. running around and like has so much energy and that happens their puppies their dogs mm-hmm. um so when that happens and i have to do something that's when it gets stressful and it's not fun in my if like for that me that sounds stressful um but there's other times where like yeah she needs attention yeah she like right. all these things like me feeding her me playing with her like that is fun for me and i like that responsibility and that's why i got her in the first place yeah. so i don't mind that but sometimes it does get stressful um yeah only when i need to do something and sometimes i would have like client calls and she would be barking in the background because she hears somebody outside and so i have to like tell my client like oh that's my dog like if you hear her sorry about her barking yeah. um so like just things like that um okay. but overall it's fine and i also noticed like being in New York, I have to quarantine right now, but I had to go to the pet store to get her um, more food and like just more dog mm-hmm. treats and stuff and then more toys to get her occupied. So when mm-hmm. I went, um, like you actually get to talk to more people, like people actually talk to you if you have like a dog or like yeah. something there with you that attracts their attention. So legit, like I think six people, like not joking, six people came up to me while I was at the pet store with her. I mean, I had to carry her because, you know, she can't be on the ground. There's other dogs there. But I was carrying her and walking through the store and looking through treats and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I was able to talk to different people um, who just, like, wanted to ask me about her or tell me about their dog. And, like, like, I didn't imagine that before. I never – I'm not a very social person when it comes to things like that. So Mm – it kind of puts me on my toes when like people come up to me and like ask me about her um, yeah. but it's also nice because then I get to talk to other people <laughs> since I've been yeah, quarantining for sure. um but yeah so it's That's interesting cool. yeah 
I mean, you can connect with people, you know, you, you can, you can relate to each other in that aspect of you have a dog and maybe they have a dog or maybe they just want to ask, like, they just want to ask you about her because they're interested in getting a dog, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I've, all those people that I talked to were like either asking me about her, like, yeah, what, what kind of breed she is, like how old she is, or they would tell me about their dog, like yeah. how she looks very similar to their dog or like it's just funny to have this thing or this being that like opens up conversations yeah there's there's like straight up communities of like dog owners yeah and people get together and have their dogs have play dates and like it's a thing yeah Um, it definitely i think is pretty cool yeah yeah i once she has her last shot i'm excited to like be able to take her on walks and there's so many dog parks here so that would be nice yeah I, yeah, I want her to have other dog friends, so we'll see. That reminds me, actually, what's her relationship like with Nala? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Mia is super feisty and, like, sassy <laughs> as well. Like, she thinks that she is, like... Okay, so Nala is 60 pounds. Like, probably, like, yeah. 62 pounds. And Mia, right now, like, before we left, she was 6 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, can you imagine a 60-pound oh German Shepherd and a 6-pound puppy? I'll post a picture because I have a picture of them side by side. But um, Nala loves Mia. And mm. Mia loves Nala. Like, they're just like sisters. Aww. Like, we would call them sisters. Um, yeah. Nala, um, I don't know. Um, or maybe Mia thought that, like, maybe saw Nala as, like, this uh she learned a lot of things from nala not everything was good um but she uh, learned how to bark from her like loud wow. barking like she tries to imitate her bark because german shepherds at least nala's she's is like very like rough and like loud and like when she goes like that like she learned yeah. that from nala so like every time mia hears like something outside she like mate she acts like she has like this deep ass bark and oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so she learned that and then nala also is very good with her hands like okay. she like paws at things or like she's i don't know like the way she uses her paws is very like um kind of like human like in a way um mm-hmm. and she learned that from nala too um wow but they liked being together. At first, it was it was we were worried that they weren't gonna get along because Nala is an alpha alpha dog, and she okay. likes uh, she's very um, some dogs can be very like possessive over their things and like their people. Mm. Um, so we know German shepherds are kind of like that, especially like female German shepherds. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of worried that um, Nala and she also when she goes to dog parks she likes to play rough. And certain dogs okay. take that as in like, oh, she wants to fight me type of thing. Right. Um, but Nala is just this playful, big, goofy, playful dog. And Vic yeah. likes to play rough. So she was kind of like that with Mia. But we were like, girl, you can't do that. Like, we right. were trying to train her to not do that because she's a puppy. And so she eventually got the, she learned that, you know, you can't play rough with the puppy. And so we would, uh, we took them, it took us time for them to introduce them to each other but eventually they both could be in one room which was great but um mia is so smart like i said she likes to like just like how she messes with me she would mess with nala she knew that like going after her toy 
um, uh, she could take it away. But then Nala would do the same thing to her. Um, so it was funny because when we were over there, um, Mia only wanted to eat her food and Nala only wanted to eat Mia's food. And oh it was the same gosh. way with her toys. <laughs> it's just like we would each buy them. like They were like siblings. So we would each buy them the same toy, but like different sizes for the, the their size, right? Yeah. But they would they would play with the other one's toy. So you would see Nala, this 60-pound German shepherd with this small-ass, like, little bone. And you would see Mia with this big-ass bone uh, for her oh little size gosh. because they just wanted to have what the other one wanted. They're so smart. They are, like, I mean, that's, like, human siblings, kind of, you know? Like, you just want what they have. Yeah, pretty much. And it, it was just so funny to watch. And my mom was telling me how Nala, every time we, I would take me out to the bathroom, I wouldn't take Nala because Nala would be so rough. Mm-hmm. Like, she would just, like, wouldn't be able to stop playing. So I would take out Mia separately and then take out Nala separately to the bathroom. Okay. And Nala, we have, like, this door. Um, like, the previous owners used to have a cat, so there was this cat door. So Nala mm-hmm. would always sit there, wait for us in the morning after we got in from taking Mia to the bathroom, and then she would come out. Mm-hmm. So when we left, my mom said and my grandma said that Nala would stay looking outside that small little cat door waiting for us to come in. Oh. Yeah, and she wow. would always... Yeah, and Nala would um like try to go into my uncle's room because that's where I was staying. Um, yeah. He has two empty rooms at our house and she would want to go in there because she would want to see if we were in there still but my sister would take her and like nobody would be in there obviously but mm-hmm. yeah you could tell that she definitely missed mia mm-hmm. y'all dogs are smart they have a good memory mm-hmm. they they just pick up on things so quickly like that's really i'm very impressed by that yeah um, and how cool that they've been able to develop a really special relationship with each other yeah yeah they're that's so cute. I know. Okay, so now speaking of your relationship with Mia, what is your favorite thing to do with her? Sleep. I'm just kidding. Community um, naps. <laughs> yeah, we would take community naps together, like <laughs> truthfully. But um, I'm all for it. I would say just playing with her. I think playing with her is fun. I I like seeing how quickly she picks up on things. Mm-hmm. So training her, like doing new tricks, I like that because. Um, I just like testing her because she likes to mess with me. So I like kind of mess with her in terms of like trying to trick her <laughs> new things and yeah. just doing like constant positive that. reinforcement. Yeah. Um, and then I also like making weird noises um, because then it like makes her tilt her head um, in this like cute, funny way. So I like doing just like being weird around her and having her yeah. just like see me like, what the hell are you doing? yeah so that's always that is so cute yeah wow that's awesome man you make me want to get a dog too do it i might i might um what do you do when like you need to be away for a while and you can't take mia with you like if you need to go grocery shopping or something um yeah i have not been able to just leave her like she comes with me because i live in an apartment building and like you can hear everything pretty much in here. And so mm-hmm. I'm really afraid to get a noise complaint or anything. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to work on that. Like I legit have to be able to leave her alone. 
So right. what I did today is like I left her in her crate during the day for like 15 minutes. Okay. Just so she can get used to it. But she was barking the whole time. Mm. Um, so yeah, she has to get used to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't left her alone. All the times that I've needed to do something, there have there had always been someone I could ask to watch her. Right. Um, so like when I was taking the bar, um, I asked um, Jesus and like mm-hmm. his siblings to help in watch her and they were able to do that. Um, but I, she definitely has to be able to learn to be by herself um, right. and be okay with that. Because I mean, th- she can be like dogs can are allowed to be alone for right. a certain period of time. I mean, not like over three, like at least not over five hours for her because she's like still a puppy, but minimum three hours she should be fine okay wow so you're still working on that then yeah and it I still probably makes it harder for you because you're you're right now you're alone right so mm-hmm. that makes it a little bit harder but she'll get there she learns fast yeah she'll she has to she there's no other way yeah 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 and what is something that you wish someone had told you before getting your own puppy um i don't know i feel like everyone told me everything Especially my sister, who Jackie, who she primarily takes care of Nala. Yeah. Um, she was very like, yo, it's going to take a lot of work. Um, and she was very real about how like, you know, you if you want to ever do anything late, like you have to figure out what you're going to do with a dog first before you can, you know, have other plans. Like you're always going to be attached to this thing. Right. This thing. I keep saying thing. This dog um pretty much till the rest of their life um so I mean like I knew what I was signing up for um maybe I would have liked someone to told me to wait right um nobody really told me to wait everybody was like yeah if you want to or yeah like yeah go ahead which is yes um but yeah at the same time like I don't regret getting her when I did because I did have the time to take care of her when I did when I got her um and, like, she definitely makes me feel a lot better being here by myself. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess, yeah. Timing is important. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times where, like, I feel like for me right now would be a good time because I don't really have other responsibilities and I'll, yeah. I have the time. Um, mm-hmm. But financially, I don't have the financial resources to afford it. So, like, there's a lot of factors that go into it. But timing is yeah. a big one. Yeah, I Um, would say timing is a big one. Yeah, that's huge. So everybody, Mm -hmm. pay attention to that. Timing is important. Don't rush into it just because you really want a puppy. You got to think it through. Yeah, Yeah, I think people get caught up in the whole, like, uh, everything you see on, like, social media. I don't really post her that much, but I only show, like, her being playful and, like, like, listening to me and doing her training and, like, actually doing it good. But sometimes she doesn't, like beans always sees her like being all like Mm -hmm. in this frenzy running around and yeah um there are these moments that are super stressful and you know you do get stressed um and those are the times where you just kind of have to let them be let them take out their energy and remove yourself kind of from them because you don't also want to reinforce that that um those actions of them because if you give or like given attention to that type of thing you're also feeding into it in some way Mm -hmm. um so if you're ever like frustrated 
with you know a dog not listening to you or anything like that like remove yourself take a break right and then get back to it especially when it comes to puppies like their attention span is so small right so my trainings with her are only like 15 minutes probably like twice a day mm-hmm. yeah um, that makes sense because of their attention span so yeah it is it's not just like oh having a puppy is great but there comes like a lot of discipline mm-hmm. and like routine and all of that so and a lot of patience mm -hmm. and once I got her it was just like I haven't been able to sleep in really yeah Um, I bet so yeah that's another thing yeah around what time do you wake up or get up in the morning like seven okay I mean it's not early early but it's earlier than what I used to wake up yeah it's a big responsibility Mm mm-hmm so maybe what we can do is, um, if you're up for it, Michelle, we can like share some resources of places to look for people uh, to check mm-hmm. out. We can maybe put a list of things either in like in Chicago, in Milwaukee, in Madison. Most of our listeners are in Wisconsin, so maybe we could do focus in Wisconsin. But listeners, if y'all would like, we could share some resources in case you're looking for a puppy or just are interested in just starting to um look for a puppy or a or a pet in general yeah i would um depending on where you want to get your puppy from like i said like having a dog is a huge commitment yeah like you're gonna have this dog for like 12 to like maybe 16 years so that's a big time commitment yeah um so you should really get a dog if you're gonna keep the dog i hate when people get dogs and then like kind of have to give them away because right. they can't take care of them anymore um i know things happen and you know you can't take care of a dog but it's just really unfortunate when you know a dog loses at home because dogs do get like sad and depressed right um so it's very important to be very sure that you can commit to this yeah um so definitely um either look at organizations where you can adopt i know the wisconsin humane society has a lot of dogs all the time um so i would look into that um or there are like breeders like but you have to make sure you're getting them from like a reputable breeder mm-hmm. um i can't remember wh- where i got her like the name of where i got her but um just make sure you do the, your research on them like and ask them questions like uh either if you get them with an adoption agent's I keep saying agency, an adoption organization (laughs) or a breeder, like ask all the questions like, where did you get her? Like, who is the mom? Like, what is the dad? Like, who do they look like? Who do they look like? (laughs) I guess that's also a question. (laughs) That's for Maury. I'm just kidding. No, I'm like. (laughs) You're so funny, Mish. If that's something you want to ask, I guess. <laughs> no. What do they look like? Like, like who is, like, actually, like, if uh, specifically, like, if you're getting it from a beater, like, like, can you see the mom? Can you see the dad? How many litters have they had? Right. Um, did they get their vaccines yet or their shots yet? Like, are they up to date? You need to have the records when you pick them up. Make sure they give them to you. If not, don't get the dog from them. Right. Um, all these things, even with... Uh, dog adoptions like make sure they have their vaccines too because they should be giving 
them to you with that and especially i think it's more beneficial with an organization because usually they have them already neutered or spayed um that way they don't have to like they they don't reproduce right and they usually put in like a tracking device not device but what do you call it um they put some sort of tracker in dogs which is always like vets recommend that especially like for our dog nala they recommended her we get that for her so we got that okay so yeah definitely ask questions wherever you're getting this dog from like make sure you know everything and if you're a beginner it's totally fine i think it's a learning process but make sure you do your research and there is tons of like at least for me when when you actually have a dog like or before then like do your research on like what kind of crate you want to get like what type of food like even the type of food is very controversial that i've learned like are you like a lot of people suggest don't do kibble, but if you do, like there's certain um, companies that are healthier than others, but people usually suggest feeding your dog raw food, um, which is a whole different story and it can get pricey with that too. So that's something to think about um, and training videos, um, all of that. I follow people on YouTube like Rachel Fasaro or this other guy, what is it? zach george's dog training revolution him mm-hmm. um and like videos on tiktok um nice where i've been able to pick up certain things so those two i would recommend on youtube like if you're thinking about getting a dog i legit was um looking at those videos before i even got a dog like a year before i got the dog i started nice. looking at videos just like making note of what i wanted right and then i also the reason why i didn't go with an adoption agency wasn't just because adoption agency another reason why i didn't go with an adoption organization was not just because they wouldn't accept me obviously but it was also because um well mostly it was that but also because (laughs) (laughs) nobody wanted me nobody wanted me to have a dog but also because like you there is no for sure for certain type like what type of breed i would get you know what i mean it's like and for me i wanted a dog that was small enough that could travel with me because i knew i would be in new york um so i want to be able to travel with the dog so that's why i got this type of dog too got it yeah just make sure you do your research so much like that's a lot to think about. Like I, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. Like yeah, like what if you do need like need to travel and like you living far from home, like being able to visit your family, fly in a plane. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. There's just so much to consider here. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to consider your own lifestyle and how does that fit with owning with having a pet, having a dog, right? Yeah, like, and that's something my sister told me where she was like your lifestyle is going to change. She's like, I know you like to work a lot, but like you're not going to be working as much with a dog. I mean, she's like, you have to like work to that, you know? Mm -hmm. That is so true. (sighs) Wow. I've learned so much today. That was so interesting. I was just blabbing on. No, I mean, that was really good. (laughs) With your adoption agencies. Agencies. Oh my gosh. No, Uh. I cannot have a child. So listeners i hope y'all took something from this y'all learned something if this is something that you're interested in hopefully this was helpful um michelle gave you the honest truth right you were like yep this is a big deal this is a big responsibility do not take this lightly yeah yes make sure you are financially emotionally mentally physically ready for you know if you want to get a dog yeah so so would you get one hell yeah 
When are you I would getting get a one? dog. Oh, that I don't know. You don't but know? But I would. I mean, I could see myself having a pet. A cat or a dog. Either one. I could see it. Dog? Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, do it. But I'm ner- I mean, like, I'm nervous. I've never had one. Mm. Or at least, like, that's mine, mine, right? That it would be my responsibility. So yeah. that makes me really anxious. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's expensive. So right now would not be the best time for me. But maybe in the future sometime yeah, yeah, in the near sure. future do it we would but have yeah. dog play dates for real oh that'd be cute <sighs> if you have a dog hit me up but like only if you in, if you are in new york because i'm not over there in minnesota <laughs> or wisconsin so or just send me pictures of your dogs that's that's cool too oh should i okay i don't know if i should do this but should i make an instagram for her no i mean right? i would follow no, I would because follow it. I can barely post on our like <laughs> podcast one. Can you imagine me trying to do another one? No, I'm not. I just answered my own question. Well, there you I'm go. Not doing it's up it. to you. Maybe later. Maybe later would be a better time. But usually my stories consist of my dog. Yeah, they're much. really cute. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I saw a picture of her sta- uh, like standing next to Nala and she looked tiny. Like the difference is very real. Yeah. yeah. And Nala just looks like enormous <laughs> sitting next to her. I'm like, she oh my is gosh. huge. She yeah. is a huge dog. I love yeah. her. She's, I, she I is miss so her. friendly, though. She's, she's so, so friendly. She's friendly. So Very playful. A lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just a lot of fun. And so is she's Mia. Strong. I hope to meet her someday. Yeah. Yeah. You'll yeah. meet Mia. Mia is, um, she's her own person. I'm <laughs> just not person, mm-hmm. but, you know, own dog. Yeah. She, her own character. She has a lot to learn still. Yeah. But that's exciting too. I feel like like that's cool that you got her as a puppy because you can grow and learn those things together. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you're you're with her since the very from the very beginning. And you'll yeah. you know, you'll be with her for a very long time. So I don't know. I think that's kinda cool that you get to see her grow from being yeah, a true. puppy to like an older dog. I don't know. That's kinda cool. Yeah. So, we appreciate I appreciate you uh answering all my questions no problem and i hope this was helpful honest. and like yeah i hope this was helpful and or at least entertaining for whoever is listening yeah um, we wanted to do something lighthearted. yeah you know since we were angry the last episode but. for real <laughs> i do not like being angry so i'm like let's do something light here i thrive in anger i'm just kidding okay and with that (laughs) it's a joke y'all okay michelle is not angry y'all i promise she's not angry well i think she's not angry i used to be i'm just kidding that's okay it's okay to be angry um no it was a joke um yeah that was it thanks for tuning in uh yes thank you for tuning in please um if you listened all the way to the end we appreciate you Again, we say this all the time, share, subscribe, rate, all of it. Um, that really helps us expand our, our audience and our community. So please do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. And we will catch you at the next one. Thanks. Right. Bye. Bye. Send us pictures of your pets. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. <laughs>